No, I didn't. He just gave it to me. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. Well, before I preach, I want to give a few testimonies. What, what did we talk about the last two weeks? Born to fight. And we're talking about prayer. Should we expect to get our prayers answered? If we don't get our prayers answered, what should we do? You pray some more. That's one good, pray some more. What else can you do? Ask God what's going on, right? Lord, why, why aren't my prayers getting answered? Especially, look, and I said this last week, if you're praying and you're a Christian, you're seeking God, you shouldn't be praying anything but God's will. Why would you pray anything else? Amen? His will is in His Word. Why would you pray anything but His, His will, right? Now, you can't always control somebody else and what happens because they have a will too, right? Three wills in the universe, God's, the devil's, and yours. But when you're praying, we should be able to expect God to honor His Word. Does God honor His Word? Hey, He does honor His Word. He does. We prayed, and specifically like Lily and a bunch of kids, there was a young lady, Kyla, came up, and she was nervous about her competition, cheering competition, so last week after service, Lily and, and her friends prayed with Kyla because she was worried about her cheerleading competition. And then I got a text message and a phone call and a video from Kyla. She called me and she was crying and she was excited and she was ecstatic because not only was she calm when she did her, gym, her uh, cheerleading thing, they won the state. Isn't that something? Amen. Amen. She said, right here, and Lily and the gang prayed for her to be calm. And they, they weren't that beautiful. And I know God loves it. He loves it. He likes it when you win a football game. He loves it. He, he's rooting for you. He doesn't cheat for you, but he's rooting for you. Amen. <laughs> and then we had another one, that gentleman, Mikey, that we prayed for. I talked to him this week. His ribs are feeling better. He said he had a slight pain, but it was much better. And he says his leg's doing better. He's walking around. He doesn't want to overdo it, but he's doing better. Isn't that good? Amen. Praise God. So that's that. And then there was another prayer. Pam, also, I wanted to share another one. I know I'm going to, but there was something else. Another person that got prayer that we'd been praying for, and the Lord answered their prayer. We should expect God to answer our prayers. Amen? Michelle, you want to tell your testimony? Where's, where's the mic at? You need it. You need it. All right. I'm not even sure. It's on. I'm not sure where to start, but it's been over two months ago, and Brad and I, one morning, um, we are moving back to my parents' house. It says they don't have to sell, move, they're elderly, and they have a lot. We so we took a leap of faith, and we told them we'd move in and get things done. And so I've been praying about it and praying about it. And about a week after we made that decision, um, people that know Brad and I, we've had nothing but bad since we got married last June. <laughs> it's been one thing after another. Um, we went up front, and we were like, you know, we just need prayer. Something's got to change. Something has to turn around. And Pastor Brad came over, and he had a vision for us that um, he sees us helping other people, and don't focus on all the bad that's happening, but focus on what we're blessed with. So I have been doing that in the midst. My mommy mind has been like, okay, God, I need a sign that <laughs> what we're doing April 1st is going to be good and it's the right choice. 
Pastor Brad also prayed about his tennis shoes, and I kind of <laughs> giggled that morning when I left church, and I thought, he can pray for those, I can pray for sticky notes. Start my <laughs> new Bible study I want for the year. <laughs> so that was, I don't know when it was, but it's been about a week and a half ago. I um, was at work one day, and things are changing at Midway, and I thought that I had just been picking on the big guy at our company, and I thought, oh, my gosh. My boss came in and said, Kevin wants you in his office when you're done. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble because <laughs> I just was so being mean to him. And when I went in there, um, I got a $5 an hour increase. So That's enough for sticky notes, by the way. Yeah, I got my sticky notes, and I am way at peace now. That was my sign that I know we're making the right decision with my mom and dad. Amen. And if you didn't, if you missed it, they're moving in with their parents to help them out to and be a blessing them. to yeah. them. So yeah. thank you, Michelle. Amen. When you bless others, God just sends it right back to you. Amen. I know there was another big prayer that got answered. I just, you know, I just can't think of it. But um, religion is about what we can do for God, right? That's all it's about. I do enough for God. Every religion out there, Buddhism, you got to reach a state of nirvana. Hinduism, do enough sacrifices and do enough, you know, aesthetics, fasting and all these different things. And if I do enough for God, even giving, like if you got the wrong attitude about giving is supposed to be blessing, not like, oh, I'm pulling a lever. It's, it's a gratitude and love and thanksgiving. If our attitude is, man, if I just give enough, if I fast enough, if I pray, like you're always trying to get God, that's religion. The good news in the gospel is God has already done for you. And we can live a life of faith that God has already provided for you. Jesus has already died for you. You can't add one jot nor tittle to it. You can't add to it or take it away. We can trust God because Jesus has already paid the price. Thus, you get scriptures that say, um, you know, my God shall supply all your need or um, the Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places or he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And as I've said, if he hasn't, whatever God hasn't provided for you, you don't need it. Amen? I want what God has for me. That even means a life partner. If we follow the Lord and trust the Lord, he'll even bring the, the right person to us. Everything we need for life, the Bible says God has promised it. So our walk with the Lord is a faith walk where we believe Him and trust Him and trust in His Word, we should fully be expecting that we can go into God's presence and pray and He hears us. I was studying this week in the book of Exodus about the mercy seat. And it's talking about how they had this altar where they sacrificed the blood they, and they, they, they killed bulls and goats and they sacrificed the blood. And above the blood, there were two cherubims um, and angels, big cherubim wings over across of the mercy seat. Everything that was created on the earth was the type of something that was in heaven, the Bible says. It's a pattern or a type or a shadow of what's in heaven. There's these two cherubims over it. There's the altar. They put the sacrifice there. And then above that, they're seated. God is sitting on the mercy seat. And God is looking at that blood. 
And when he sees that blood, then he looks out and can see you through that blood, and he declares you not guilty. You can't add to it or take away from it. He looks, when we try to add to it and take away from it, we'll mess it up. We believe and we enter into rest. And we've been teaching about born to fight. That is when we enter, I call it the fight of faith. We learn to believe God. We're entering into a fight of faith. When Joshua went into the promised land, he didn't go in there by his own strength or his own might. He went in there with the Lord was giving him instruction. The Lord was speaking to him and the Lord was with him. Amen? I'm with you wherever you go. And that was a faith battle. Because when they saw the giants and they saw the Nephilim and the Rephaim and all the, they had to believe that those five foot six, five foot four little Israelis, is about how tall they were, could whoop up on those six foot, seven foot giants that they were fighting. Amen? And they could because they had a covenant with God. I love it. We are in a fight of faith, and your enemy, the devil, is lying to God about you, and he's lying to you about God. The Word of God says God is good. What does good mean? It means good. He's good. The Word says every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God doesn't change. Every good and perfect, if it's good, it's from God. God has good things for you. In fact, I was reading this week in Exodus. God says, I want to open up my good treasury for you. My good treasury for the people of God. And, and, and we're mistaking sometimes life and the curse on this world and the devil and just the way things go on this world for God. God cannot will evil on you. Figure out in the Bible what's evil, and you'll figure out what's not from God. Someone say amen. It's true. I'll get there. Here's where I want to start. I'm going to start with John 16, 24. Turn there. Someone say amen. Encourage me. God wants to answer your prayers. He wants to answer your prayers. It's His desire. And if you're walking in fellowship with Him, you're going to pray the right prayers. When you're walking surrendered to the Lord and His purposes for your life, you're going to pray the right prayers. I needed a wife, and the Lord gave me Pam. That's a fact. He, did, did he do good by me? He did good by me. John 16, 24. Jesus is talking, I'll, I'll start with uh, verse 23. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's getting ready to die and go be with his father in person. He's with his father always, but go bodily to heaven. He said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. 
You say, well, Brother Brad, that's if it's the will of God. Well, yeah, of course. And His Word is His will. Get into His Word and you'll find out His will. Faith comes by and hearing by. It's in the Word, folks. Until now you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and what? What does He say? And you will receive. Now, here's the thing. Our humanity and our frailty and our humanness wants us to immediately to throw up a lot of excuses why that can't happen. And if you're a pastor, you want to hedge your bets, don't you? You're a religious teacher. You immediately want to start hedging your bets. Well, God didn't really mean ask what you will. He, and you start throwing in 10, 5, 20 reasons why the Lord didn't mean what He said in the Word. The problem is this isn't the only verse that says it. There's verse after verse after verse after verse that says the same thing, that you can ask what you will, and he hears you. He doesn't even qualify it here. He qualifies it in the book of James, right? But he doesn't qualify it. My whole point, the thrust of this born to fight, that prayer is the arm of faith. Your prayer life to God I can't help it, I say this gently, if you don't pray. I can't help if you disobey God and don't walk with the Lord. Why are you so crazy not to walk with the Lord? Do you know the Word says that no one has ever given to God that God would have to repay Him? That everything is from God and through God and back to God. No one ever gave God anything first. If you've got a seed to sow, God gave you the seed. And if you've got bread to eat, God gave you the bread. Amen? That's the truth. No one ever gave God something first that you had God says, well, listen, you owe me. God, in fact, the Lord says in the scriptures, he says, even if I needed something, I wouldn't tell you. And that God's very plain. If I, even, I wouldn't even tell you if I did need it. But he doesn't. Everything is of him, from him, and, and back to him. So as believers in Christ or as Christians, why wouldn't we pray to such a great God? And I don't think anybody's perfect. I, I'm not perfect. That last year was a rough year for me in a lot of ways. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm flawed. Not everybody likes me. Not, I know not everybody likes me. Not everybody's pleased with me. I get that. I'm a flawed human being. I humble myself and tell you I am. In some, some ways, I have a rough time just like anybody does. I thank God that God doesn't hold things against me. He's always willing to talk with me. He never casts judgment on me. He's always, when I have not had God, even when I was struggling at my worst, I've never had God kick me out of his presence or say, don't come. And for me, the way God speaks to me, when I've made my biggest mistakes in life, I think I've told you when I was in my mid-40s, I made a big mistake in my life. I backslid away from the Lord. I wasn't following God. And I got a DUI, I'm just going to tell you. And I went before the Lord and I felt nothing but what? Love, Love forgiveness, and compassion. I said, God, I messed up. And you think the Lord was warning me that he was going to let me get judged because I was wandering away from the Lord. And he warned me, that he, was, he told me even, he was gonna, and I just kind of kept ignoring him. That's the bad thing. When you learn to hear God, you just know you hear him. And sometimes you don't want to hear him. You're like, no, 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 I don't want to hear that shut your ears off, but he warned me, and sure enough, it happened, and the moment it happened, when I put my head on that steering wheel and started to cry, the Lord was right there with me. I said, son, 
Call me son, son, just right there. And I said, Lord, I know. I know. And me and the Lord walked through it, and I got, I got two or three miracles in the process of being restored back to the Lord. I'm a flawed human being. I'm not perfect, but our Father in heaven has infinite mercy and infinite grace and infinite goodness. And I've learned something through my mistakes and through God's generosity and goodness to me. What I've learned is I don't want to make mistakes anymore. I don't want to miss God. I don't want to go the wrong way. I want to, look, Gary Fannin, our dear brother, his, his life, his works, his labor here on this earth are over. How many of you know you're a little older and you've seen a lot of people go? I've seen three people go this week. Pam's uh, sister-in-law, or our sister-in-law just passed away. Had a young man that passed away a couple weeks ago, and now Gary passed away. Life is a vapor. The older you get, the quicker it seems. Wow, another person's gone. And we know that we're coming. Our turn is coming. Someone say amen. We don't have much time. And besides all that, the Lord can come back any time. So I'm at the place in my life. I said, Lord, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just get after it. I don't want to make those mistakes. I've made enough. You, you do learn from mistakes. It's better if you just listen to the Lord. Amen. Learning from mistakes can be rough, but I've always found God to be very generous in it. So my heart now is, Lord, I want to go for this thing. I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to wander. I want to go after. Flip over to 1 John chapter 3 and verse uh, 21 through 23. You guys with me? Yeah. I said all that to say this. You don't have to be perfect in, in your conduct. God's made you perfect in Christ he knows you're going to make mistakes. It's not an excuse to sin. When you do, get back up and get going. Don't willfully sin. Don't walk in sin. Get up. Why would you want to do anything but keep seeking God? If you want a perfect pastor when the service is over, I'll recommend a few to you guys. I'll, I'll send you down the road and recommend a few to you. First John chapter 3, Mike, the, word, the Lord told me twice this week through two men of God, preach the word. I said, preach the word. Okay, Lord, I'll do that. So I'm going to preach the word. Beloved, I'll go to 19, verse 19. By this we all know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. That was my experience in my mid-40s. God was greater than my heart, and He knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. That's the beauty of having a pure heart, a clean conscience. And whatever we ask from Him... Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing to Him. And this is His commandment, that we believe in the name of the Son, His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He gave us commandment. Whoever keeps His commandment abides in God and God in Him. It says, whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Because we keep His commandments. His commandments, believe in the name. 
You have authority in the name of Jesus. God wants you to believe. You have, you're a visitor today. It's good to see you. You have as much authority as anybody in this room. You, Lord, forgive my sins. Wash me in the blood. That name is where the authority, you've got to believe in the authority that you have in that name. Sometimes you've got to say no. That's why you've got to know your enemy. You've got to know what's the devil, what's people, and what's God. That way you know how to exercise your authority. You could be accepting stuff the devil's bringing in on you, thinking you're being humble when the devil's just beating you up. Or people could be doing things to you. Okay, we've got to learn to use, believe in the name of Jesus Christ and stand in our authority, and it will be tested, by the way. I've never, when you're, it will be, your authority gets tested. The enemy wants to see if you're really going to believe what you're saying. Then the other thing, and this is powerful, love one another. Just love people. Love people ridiculously. Find some, I'm going to challenge you specifically. Find someone this week that doesn't like you at all and just be as good as you know how to be to them. Buy them a gift. Give them something. I mean it. Find that girl that doesn't like you and just go buy her something and go give it to her. Say, here, I, I was thinking about you and I want to give this to you. Maybe you want a Hayden's ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Amen. Is that too plain, Lord? Help me. It makes you powerful. If you can love your enemies, they'll never have any power over you. They won't have a bit of power. If you learn to love your enemies, they cannot have power over you. Amen? We don't wrestle flesh and blood anyway. We're wrestling against the devil. They'll wind up getting saved is what will happen. That's the revolutionary, mind-blowing, amazing thing about the kingdom of God. It's a revolution. We have power to walk on devils of hatred, devils of jealousy, devils of backbiting. We have power to walk over sin. We have power to walk all over the devil. We have power even to love our enemies and do good to those that despitefully use us. And in fact, that is the only way that you'll ever overcome anyway. And, it, and when we don't do it, we walk in unforgiveness and bitterness. We just hinder our own prayers because we're not doing the two things that the Lord told us to do. John's saying, hey, he hears you. Believe in his name and love one another. Love those kids. Amen. <laughs> Doesn't the word say, do good to those that despitefully use you? If you do, you'll overcome. And you'll walk into the presence of God and you'll say, Lord... I need some post-it notes. I got a friend that needs saved. That parable, oh, Jeff, I'm getting off. That parable of the importune prayer, they were praying for their neighbor. I said, I need bread for my neighbor. I need bread for my neighbor. God loves when we pray for other people. I need bread for my neighbor. I need something for my neighbor. Lord, I don't have it. They don't need me. They need you. Lord, my neighbor needs bread. My neighbor needs healed. My neighbor needs a miracle. I'm coming to you. Lord, I need bread. I need bread. My neighbor needs a miracle. God says, okay, you're persistent. Keep persistent. Amen. Come on now. Oh, Lord, where do I go? Believe in the name. Love your neighbor. Flip over to Mark chapter 11. And I'm going to slow way down here. What time is it? Okay, we're good. I want to teach this because I want people coming into church saying, Brother Brad, I did it. I forgave. 
I'm walking in love. I'm believing in the name. And you can't believe the prayer that I got. That's the prayer. That's the prayer that God answered. There was a young, praying for other people. There was a young man uh, at the school system. I won't go into it. At Life Group, we heard about the disaster of this young man. And some of it, he just, you know, probably brought it on himself, but it didn't matter. This young man at school was being tormented and all these bad things were happening, right? And our Life Group said, Lord, this isn't right. At the end of Life Group, right before we ate, that chili, right? We said, Lord, we're going to pray for this young man. I know he's made mistakes, but he needs to be forgiven and he needs to forgive. And we pray for God to do a miracle to protect him and bring a solution to that situation. I don't want to exaggerate. We prayed. It was horrible. I had text on it. And the next day, things, things settled down for that young man. The next day, things, it was horrible at school for him. Got a report the next day that things all settled down. Amen. Could have gone on like that for two weeks. Could have been three or four different fights for that young man. We prayed for him, and we believed God, didn't we? Said, Lord, in the next day, things settled down for that young man. My praying game saved now, right? Amen. Mark 11, I'll start with verse 23. I'll start with verse 22. Jesus answered them, really, honestly, what you guys should do is everything I'm preaching, you should take it home and read it. That's why I give you the notes. Read it in context. There's so much there. And I can't dig into everything. It's kind of a topical sermon. And Jesus answered them and said, have faith in your good works. Who said that? Mike? Have faith faith, it's good to do good works. God will give you good works to do. He will, to walk in them. He says, the Bible says He will. Have faith in God. And that's the battle right there. Okay, folks, let's just get to it. That's the battle. Have faith in God. That's your challenge. I don't mean to look at one. Have faith in God. That's the challenge. Everything in this world, everything in this world system, everything in our culture, everything out there is trying to undermine your faith in God. Religion, people, culture, wokeism, everything is trying to, oh Lord, don't get me going now. Everything, I'm going to say something, but I'm, I'm going to wait. Oh, Jesus. Have faith in God. That's where our faith is. Can God lie? Can God miss it? Can God ever fail you or forsake you? So if, if something's missed, who's missing it? And we should find out why. That's what I like about there are certain teachers, and the reason I listen to them, there's teachers, is because they get their prayers answered. I don't like listening to teachers that give you re- 10 reasons why your prayer's not going to get answered. And that there are maybe reasons why they wouldn't. They're, if you don't love people and you don't believe in the name. Praying selfishly, I suppose. If you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, why would you pray selfishly? I like people that are demonstrating this in their life. Like, man, that guy's doing it. I like listening to him. He knows what he's talking about because he's doing it. Jesus was doing it. Peter did it. Paul did it. Truly I say to you, now Jesus is not only saying it, he's saying verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever, 
Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in her heart, but believes what she says will come to pass, it will be done for her. Therefore, I, Jesus, the Son of God, I, Jesus, tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to go to this next verse to lay this out. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. Believe in the name. Is forgiving part of the love walk? Love others. Believe in the name. Love others. Forgive. Let it go. Let God judge people. You're not their judge. You made more mistakes than them anyway. Might as well let God judge them. If God judged you with what you deserve, you'd be in a bunch of trouble. That's, I know that about me, so I do my best not to judge people. It's hard because the, the critical mind wants to judge, but I know I don't want God judging me for the stuff I've done in my life, even if it's in my past. Someone say amen. All right. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. Now, this is where people miss it, okay? And I prayed with people before. This is where we miss it. We'll pray what we think is the prayer of faith, and we'll ask God for something. First of all, get in the Word and know that God's promised it. Know it belongs to you. Get on good ground. That Okay, Lord, I'm bringing, you said right here, right here, boom, and I'm believing it. Lord, I just lent to the Lord. You said you'd repay. He, he does. It's, that's, that's one of the easiest prayers to ever get repaid. But whatever it is, and you pray your prayer and you believe, believe God, get, get the Word on it. And then you believe God, believe in the name, walk in love, believe God. Now, here's where people miss it. And I've even seen people, I've prayed for them, maybe with healing or something, could be healing. And I prayed for them and they'll say, are, are you believing God? Yes, I'm believing God. I know he's going to heal me. I said, well, I, I, I hope, I, I believe, I hope he is. I got my trust that he will. What does that scripture say right there? Let's read it. If, if you've got red letters in your Bible, it's in red letters. This is what faith is, folks. Faith is not hope. If you have hope, that's good. Keep having hope. If you don't have faith, you better pray, pray to the Lord, get in the Word, pray, wrestle it out, read the Bible, get in your closet with God, and figure it out. Amen? Get in the Word of God. Hope's a good thing. But hope is... I hope he will. I'm believing one day he will. I got my hope in the, what's uh, the second coming of Jesus? Do we have faith he's coming today or do we have a great hope? It's the hope of our faith. I don't know when he's coming. I know he's coming, right? Therefore, this is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said and he said it many times, not just one time. Therefore, I tell you, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have, have received it. And there's your faith fight right there. Jeff, there's your battle right there. Believe you already have it. Most people, they pray a prayer and they ask God. Is there anything wrong with asking God for something? Do you know what I call that? When, when you just, and I do it, I just ask God for something. I just, it's a petition. I'm not 
standing on something and drawing a line in the sand. For example, I've been praying, asking God whether I should run the Boston Marathon. I really don't know. I'm praying about it. I've been praying, praying, praying. Some are praying that I don't. But anyway, I'm just, I'm praying. I don't know. So I'm asking, I'm petitioning him. Amen. When I asked the Lord for those uh, neon yellow sneakers, I didn't pray in faith, say, I believe I have them. I said, Lord, I would like to have these. I petitioned him for them. He gave them to me. I just petitioned. That's a prayer petition is really different than the prayer of faith. Did you know that? You can ask for a thousand things. Just like, Lord, you know, I want world peace. You're a Miss Universe contestant. Lord, I want world peace. That's good, right? You can ask. You can, it's good to petition the Lord. The prayer of faith is a little different, and it's going to be a battle for you because when you pray the prayer of faith, you're drawing the line, and you are saying, I am believing God. Boom, and the battle's on. You can actually grow in it where it can become second nature to you, to be honest. Some people do. You guys know anybody that walks in it second nature? I do. When you pray, believe that you have received it. That's past tense. You see that? When you pray, you believe you already have it. Do you see it? Look at it again. Does anybody not see that? You need to see it. When you, when you pray, you say, I've got it. You say, but I don't have it. Yeah, but you do have it. Can you see it when you pray? No, you don't see it. And what does it say? If you believe you already have it, what happens then? What does it say? It will be yours. I got something that I've prayed for and I'm standing on that I absolutely believe I already have. But I have no manifestation of it. I haven't seen it with my eyeballs yet. But I am standing in faith right now. In fact, I have set more than one thing. I prayed a prayer to the Lord and I believe God and I am standing in faith like I've got it. How long am I going to stand? You want to say hell and high water? That, am I allowed to say that? Is that can a pastor say that? Doesn't matter. I'm standing. I drew the line in the sand. I said, Lord, I'm believing for this right here, and I'm standing on it. And I believe it'll be just like God. That's the prayer of faith. I got God's word on it. And, you know, and if you pray that way, and, uh, you know, you can ask God, Lord, is there anything that's hindering my, you know, you can ask him that, but don't get off your prayer. As a believer in Christ, Jesus told every believer, you have that right to pray that way. And there are some things you should be praying for that way. Amen? Uh, one man of God, he was a great faith man. I, I'm, I'm going to leave off there today. One man of God, he was a great faith man. And he said, sometimes, folks, you've got to start where you're at. The Word of God says in 2 Thessalonians, I believe it's 1-3, but it's around there. It says, your faith groweth exceedingly. You've got to start walking in this stuff. You've got to start believing it. You've got to exercise your faith where you're at. Has anybody ever prayed this way and got an answer from God? Amen. Two of the new people have. Amen. Good, Good to have you on board. You, you sure can. Sure can. Yep. Yeah. 